Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. Open your Bibles to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. So glad to see you, church, today. We've had a lot of people missing in the last few weeks, and um, I guess it's just part of the good fight that we're fighting in regards to all the things that are going on in our nation. And, uh, but I've been doing a series on the subject of faith, and it's been uh, very timely. Why? Because uh, we want to please God and, and walk by faith and not by sight. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Now, Hebrews 11, chapter, verse 1. You know, we were so honored to sit under Kenneth Hagin before he passed away in 2003. We actually went to school in 1980, uh, and um, uh, we were able to sit under his ministry. He taught a lot about Mark 11, Mark 11, uh, 23 through 25. We'll, end, we'll actually end with that, uh, with that um, uh, specific uh, reference of Scripture uh, when we get there. But Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Raise your hand if you've ever hoped for something in your life. Yeah, amen. You know, we don't hope for disasters. We don't hope for car accidents. We don't hope for poverty. We don't hope for sickness. We know that's anybody with any common knowledge would, uh, even if you're not saved, would know you wouldn't hope for that. You, you, you hope for things better because that, that's what God put on the inside of you. So the Bible says that there's a spiritual force called faith, and faith is the substance. When you live a life, remember the day that you accepted Christ into your life, you stepped into a place called the spirit realm. Now, you, you, it, it influenced your entire life before you got saved, only to the negative. But once you get born again, you step into this realm, the spirit realm, uh, where, where God reigns, hallelujah, and to tap into that realm to obtain the promises that he has provided for you in his word, uh, uh, it, you have to do it through the force of faith. So faith is now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I said this in the first service, and um, I simply said this, when Paul wrote that, inspired by the Spirit, he was referencing the eternal things of God, because ultimately, we're only going to live in this life a certain period of time. Uh, you know, 80, 85, 90, uh, I, I, I chuckled the other night at one of um, our president's uh, rallies. There were two men there. One was 100 years old and one was 105 years old. And, and they wanted to come. Is that pretty cool or what? They wanted to come to the rally. And um, <clears throat> these men, these men recognize what made this nation great and, and also recognize what will destroy this nation. And so, uh, but that, that's how old they were. But we won't live that, most of us won't live that long. Uh, uh, it'd be great, but if we don't, that's fine. Why? Because we have eternity to get ready for and eternity to, to look forward to. Amen. If you agree, say amen to that. Amen. And uh, we, you know, thank God that, um, you know, that God shortened our lifespan uh, from, uh, from Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. And uh, he shortened the lifespan for the sake of his mercy uh, granted towards us as sinners to 120 years. And, um, and so, but we are destined for eternity and we'll be there before the blink of an eye. And then verse six says, verse six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. That's God. For he that comes to God, you've got to believe that God is, that he is what you're coming to him for and that he's a rewarder 
He's a compensator. He's going to return back to you blessings. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, those that desire him with all their hearts. Hallelujah. How many desire God with all your heart this morning? Amen. I I believe it because that's why you're here. Now, Romans, the 10th chapter. Let's turn there for a moment. This morning, I want to talk to you on the subject of spiritual authority. Vicki didn't know what I was sharing on, and she shared a little bit about that this morning at prayer. And... um, in, in Romans, the 10th chapter, we're going to begin there. And the reason spiritual authority is so important that you understand it, why? Because if you don't, you, accept, you simply accept everything that comes your way as a believer. Any, anything that comes your way, you just think, well, that's just, you know, that's just, that's the, the hand I've been dealt. That's just the way life goes, you know. Uh, you know, some days we're lucky, some days we're not lucky. No, but that's not to be the life of the believer, uh, we're supposed to live above the circumstances, not under the circumstances. Can I have an amen to that? Come on, everybody. Is that right? That's what God has for us. Amen. Now, in Romans, the 10th chapter, it says this. It says, um, I'll, I'll start with verse 4. It says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to every one that believes. Meaning he fulfilled the entire law. Listen, he, he, as, as, a, as a priest... He was the only one, the only priest that fulfilled perfectly the entire uh, Levitical and the Mosaic law, and he did it for us because he knew we wouldn't be able to. And, and uh, so, so because of that, he went to the cross, died for our sins so that we could have right standing with God. Say, say this out loud. I have right standing with God. In fact, every sinner has right standing with God. No, no one will ever enter eternity in this place called hell because of sin. Sin was already conquered on the cross. Uh, but God gave man a human will. And you can will to uh, yield your life to him, allow him to master your life, or, or yield to your own uh, pride and your own self-willedness and your own rebellion and try to live life without God. And you can't do it. I said you can't do it. Amen. So we as believers, we, we know, we understand. We understand that today we're all here with all sorts of brokenness in our lives and all sorts of things that have happened in our lives, but we come together because we believe, believe that Jesus Christ is our Savior. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, and in him we live and move and have our being, is what Paul says. Now, he goes on and says this, verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise, or the righteousness which is of faith says something. Amen. So we found out last week, and we'll continue to talk about this, faith has a voice, but so does fear. And we're going to talk about that Wednesday night, the power of your words. Faith has a voice, but so does fear. And oh, I tell you, the fear that they have propagated around this COVID has been absolutely insanity. The fear that they have propagated and the fear that the church, for the most part, has, has embraced. In fact, they, they said after, when this epidemic uh, hit that the church was not an, an essential thing. It, and they needed to close the doors. And today, California, because of their, listen them up, because of who's been, because who's in control of their states, uh, the, very, the very spirit that's in control of that state uh, is controlling the church, and yet I praise God for the churches. There are churches that say, now refuse to close. We're going to stay open, and they're being fined hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they don't care. They're going to stay open and bless God. I believe God's going to bless them because of it. They got the courage to stay open, praise God. Amen. And that it's truly an attack on the church. So verse uh, um, uh Verse eight. But what saith it? What what does the what is the uh, what does righteousness say? The righteousness of Christ. 
He says it, verse 8, the word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made. So now we know that faith has always been in two places, always been in the mouth and in the heart. You know, we, we won't talk about this, but there were two reports in the Old Testament where children of Israel were supposed to go in and possess the land. One report is, says, we're well able. The other report says, we're not able. One was a report, one was faith speaking, faith speaking. The other, fear was speaking. Amen. Uh, faith says, by his stripes you're healed. Uh, fear says, COVID's going to overcome me. I said, I wanted to, I was in Costco last night. Everybody's wearing a mask. I wanted to, I wanted to shout, everybody here is going to die someday. <laughs> no, of course I wouldn't do that. But I mean, we're also afraid, afraid when we should be in faith. Can I have an amen? amen. When we should be trusting God. So let's read that out of the Greek. The word, is, that word is the word rhema. It simply means the spoken word. So here's what Paul was saying. The spoken word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the spoken word of faith which we publish. Is that powerful? It's the spoken word. Every day we're speaking something. Every day we're speaking words of faith or words of fear. Amen. Every day. And, uh, and the Bible says in Proverbs that we're snared by the words of our mouth, which we, will, which we will talk about on Wednesday night. So faith is always, active faith is always found in two places, in the mouth and in the heart. Faith has a voice. Now, in Matthew 28, it records Jesus' last words prior to his ascension to the Father in heaven. This was after his resurrection. He says to his disciples, all power is given, all, po all power is given. All power is given. If, there's all, if he has all power, what does the devil have? He's got none. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore with my power, representing my name, and teach all ethnicities. Teach them what? Teach them that no matter how bound they are, no matter how afflicted and tormented they are, no matter how deeply rooted the generational curses are in their lives, hallelujah, the name of Jesus is above every name, God, that is named in this world. Everybody shout amen. God wants to set everybody free. In fact, Matthew 10, 8, he says to the disciples, free you have, freely you have received, so freely give. So today I want to talk about spiritual authority and, and what, what that is in your life. And, and, and when the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, it simply means they operate in a realm, they operate more in the natural realm than they do the spiritual realm. And as believers, we're born to operate in the spirit realm. And we do that through the force of faith. And um, I want to ask you a question. If you could change the outcome of an attack that's coming against your life, how many would like to know how to do that? I mean, if you could change the direction of someone else's life uh, because they're in a crisis, how many, how many agree that you'd want to do that? You'd really want to, you would want to give them the information, the inspiration to know that everything's going to okay, be okay because you have the answer. The reason we fall short of God's best in our lives it's two reasons. Number one, we're either ignorant when it comes to our spiritual authority or we simply fail to exercise it. Let me give you the dictionary, dictionary definition of authority. It's the power or right, the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. And turn, if you would, to Mark. We'll look at an example. Mark, the first chapter. We'll read a story there where Jesus himself 
exercised in the very beginning of his ministry, he exercised spiritual authority, and we'll look at it. In fact, it was something, listen, it was something that they had never seen. They accepted the fact that if someone is sick, hey, you know, obviously they're sick because they did something wrong, and, and, and surely God's going to teach them from, uh, something out of that sickness. And uh, the only thing I've learned from being sick is well is better. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, um, you know they, were, they were twisted in their, in their doctrine just like a lot of people are today. And so Jesus is going to give us an example of spiritual authority. Now, I know you're going to say it's Jesus, but Jesus was 100% man. Jesus had studied the Old Testament. That's why he always quoted Old Testament scriptures. You ever notice that? Why? Because he was the fulfillment of those scriptures. And, uh, but he always gave hope to people. He, he, did, he always, no matter how, I mean, no matter how, what a crisis they were facing, leprosy, blindness, deafness, um, demon possession, he always gave hope to people by setting them free. Praise God. How many know that God wants to set people free today? Yeah, he really does. And to, and to do that, he has to use us, his people. So let's read Mark, the first chapter, in verse um, uh, 21. And they, that's he and the new disciples that he just picked up in, in the earlier verses, they came into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and he taught. Again, Jesus believed in the local church. He was raised in this synagogue from the time he was a baby as uh, Joseph and Mary came and dedicated him in this synagogue. He was raised there. And so that's why he came there to teach, okay? And, um, and of course, what he taught was Luke, the fourth chapter. Are you going to turn that? Um, you can read it later. Luke 4, verse 18. He, he taught this, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, amen, to preach the good news, uh, to heal the brokenhearted, amen. To set the captives free. That was his message. I said that was his message. That was his doctrine. His doctrine was to help people get better. Amen. They call it good news, praise God. Hallelujah. And so let's read. So the Bible says um, they were astonished at his doctrine. His doctrine. For, the Bible says, he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. Well, who were the scribes? The scribes were Jewish intellectual men who, who were so proud of the fact that they understood biblical doctrine, but they only, had a, they only had a mental understanding of it, not a spiritual understanding of it. So though they knew the word of God, there was no life or demonstration of God's word in their lives. How many want demonstration of God's word in your life? Amen. Amen. We do. Praise God. Every one of us. And so let's go on. <clears throat> the Bible says... Uh, there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and, and, uh, and, and he cried out, let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? I thought, isn't that interesting? The scribes and Pharisees that studied for 3,000 years uh, to recognize the coming Messiah didn't know him when he was standing in front of them, but the demons knew him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And the Bible says, I know thee who thou art. Oh, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him and said, Hold your peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit tore in him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Now shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, an unclean spirit isn't somebody that didn't take a shower. 
An unclean spirit was a morally corrupt, a sexually corrupt demon spirit that possessed this man, okay? Doesn't say how it happened, but I'm sure it happened, you know? It's like me, I, I believe uh, I was demon possessed. I don't know when that happened, but in my life. And, um, and that's, what, that's what let go of me when I accepted Christ. I had no idea uh, what it was, but praise God, I felt it leave. I couldn't explain it, but I knew at that moment I was free. And now listen, and I've been free ever since. Why don't you give God praise for that? Amen. I've been, come on, give God praise for that because I want you to know you whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And the only way that you can lose your freedom is if you yourself willfully walk back into that, through that door. If you willingly walk through that door, that's the only way the devil can get back in there. And so we don't want to open that door. Can I have an amen? Whatever it is, whatever it is in your life, Jesus wants you to be free. Now watch this. And the Bible says, verse 27, and they were amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, I mean, they had never seen. They, they, they recognized people demon-possessed. They saw the demonstration of that demon, but they didn't, they, that, that, well, that's just, hey, hey, that's just that way, you know? I, I, I said this, but I, I want you to understand, I'm believing for people that are sexually corrupt I don't care if they're lesbian, homosexual, whatever they are, to come into this church and sit under the word and Jesus has set them free. It is our job to pray for people, but it's our, it's our calling to love them and, and let them know that if they come here, uh, God will bless their lives. A lot of churches wouldn't want to open their doors to them. But how are they going to know except we, uh, they get around some of us who've been freed? Amen. 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 Now, I could ask for a raise of hands, for a lot of people that have problems in that, with, the, with the moral lives, but I would never want to embarrass anybody. But I'm telling you, it's a whole lot more shocking than what you think. I want to be free, and I want to stay free. Can I have an amen? And so do you as a believer. You, want to be, you don't want to be tormented. So they say, what, what new thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For doctrine is this, for with authority. Now, that word authority is the word exosia. Now, listen to what it means. It means divine ability. Now, this is what you have as a believer. You have divine ability. You have a, a spirit of mastery, meaning you, you, can, you master your own life, and you can keep the devil under your feet. You have superhuman power. Come on, everybody. Give God praise. We have all these, we have all these um, what do they call them, um, uh, uh, these movies with, uh, you know, Batman and you know, and Captain Whoever is America. Uh, it's fun watching all them, but we don't realize that we're the ones that have the true power. Hallelujah. We're the ones that are superhuman. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on. Amen. Say I'm superhuman. Amen. <laughs> I'll say it so the devil gets nervous. Amen. Hallelujah. Superhuman. Glory to God. And it means, it means, uh, delegated influence, and it means legal jurisdiction. Commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do uh, obey him. So the, they said, what new doctrine is this? Listen, since the beginning of the church, and this is really true, uh, since the beginning of the church age, which is 2,000 years now, or almost, every generation of believers have had to be taught this new doctrine, meaning the authority of the believer, which isn't new at all. 
On the other hand, over time, this new doctrine has gotten lost in the maze and the haze of life in general, and it has to be resurrected in every generation. Say this out loud. I have spiritual authority. Amen. You have it. Not only is it for you personally to keep the enemy under your feet, but it's used to set other people free because God needs you to set people free. He does. And you have the authority to do so. Praise God. You have, you have, you have in you the spirit of God. You have in you the word of God. You have in you the faith of God. And you have in you the power of God. It's on the inside of you. And all you have to do is exercise it by faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And what are you doing? What are you doing regarding this, this, all this stuff going on today? Especially the COVID-19. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm, I hope so. I'm not sure. But I hope Jesus' name is above But I'm not sure. How many believe that Jesus' name is above COVID-19? Amen. Whatever you want to name it. It's a, it's a, it, it is a, um, it's a virus. It's like a flu. And so you can either magnify it to become something that, that um, can destroy your life, or you can speak to it and command it to get under your feet where it belongs. Can I have an amen? I'm not taking it lightly. I'm not taking it lightly. People have died because of it. Uh, but I tell you right now, somebody has to rise up and say, this is enough. It's not going to come to my family and come knocking on my door. In the name of Jesus, I curse it, I rebuke it, and I command that spirit uh, out of my house in Jesus' name. Amen. I said amen. In Matthew 10, Jesus was addressing his disciples, which you and I are. And he says, when he called them unto, when he called uh, unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power. That's that word authority. That He gave them divine ability. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Think about that. You know what is so supernatural? These guys weren't born again. They weren't born again. They weren't saved. They didn't have the spirit in them. And yet he gave them power to cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, and they recovered. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm telling you, they, had, they, were, they were just a bunch of goofy guys that, that were fishing one day, and he pulled them out of there and said, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And he gifted them with the power, hallelujah, to set people free. How much more you and I have that power living in us today? And the only reason we're not seeing people set free is because we're not setting them free. I'm telling you the truth. We're not, we are not exercising the, the authority that God has given us. We've allowed the enemy to lie to us saying that we really don't have what God says we have. Say faith as a voice. In Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 17 says, the 70 returned. Again, with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. And he did. He did. Uh, I mean, that's what's so beautiful about deity. Uh, uh, and I, I try to share it with people. Anytime in the Old Testament you see the word Lord God, that's the second person of the Godhead. He witnessed when, when, when God the Father cast Satan out of heaven, Jesus witnesses. He said, I saw Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Yeah, he landed right on his head. That's why he's so goofy. No, I'm just. But he, and he, he's here today. 
walking to and fro throughout all earth, seeking someone to devour. See, listen, seeking generations to devour. He's not going to have my, he's not going to have my family, my children, my grandchildren. In the name of Jesus, that punk is under my feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, behold, I give you power. There's that word exosia. I give you power. I give you power. Divine ability, superhuman power, delegated influence, legal jurisdiction. For what? To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power. That word power means is the word dunamai, which is where we get the word dynamite. Explosive power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name, names are written in heaven. Rejoice in that. That simply means, you. That, what that means is that you rejoice that you understand the Great Commission. That just as Jesus set you free, he'll set anybody free. I said he'll set anybody. If he set you free, he'll set anybody free. Can I have an amen? But they won't know unless you tell them. That's why Kurt, that day, you witnessed that gentleman from Phoenix. Praise God. I said, I'm, thank God he called you back. I'm telling you, people are hungry. They're, they're confused. They're fearful. The church should not be in fear. The church shouldn't be going around freaking out. They should be the one that have the faith and the a testimony that God delivers us. Hallelujah. Amen. We should have that testimony. Okay, maybe you've had COVID. Big deal. You're through it. You come out the other side. Now let somebody know that Jesus has set them free. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's true. I said it's true. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Matthew, uh, now I want to turn to Acts 16. Uh, so uh, in, in Matthew, I'll just give you the, uh, Matthew 16, Jesus actually gives his disciples their divine assignment. He said, I want you to know that I'm going to anoint you and you're going to go out and you're going to lay hands on the sick. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to speak with new tongues. That is your mission. We call it the Great Commission. That is what you're going to be. That's your anointing. Say, that's my anointing. Say, that's my calling. See, everybody's trying to figure out what their calling is. Your calling is to live for Christ. That's your calling. Your calling is to exemplify his presence in your life. And guess what? That's a full-time job. And we're always trying to figure out what does God want me to do? He wants you to be Christ-like. That's a full-time job. He wants you to be a light to those that are in darkness. That's a full-time job. Because your whole world is surrounded by darkness. So he gives, that, he gives that to them in Mark 16. You can read it later. But I'm going to Acts 16. Amen. So how did the early disciples succeed in this divine mission called the Great Commission? Three ways. Number one, through the authority and power of the name which is above every name. And his name is who? Jesus. His name is who? Jesus. Amen. Number two, through the faith in the name which is above every name. And then by giving voice to their faith. Now, in Acts 6, giving voice to their faith. You have to give voice to your faith. Nobody's going to know what Jesus can do unless you give voice to your faith. How many believe that Jesus is Savior? How many believe he's a healer? How many believe he's a deliverer? How many believe he's the Prince of Peace? Amen. How many believe he's joy unspeakable and full of glory? (laughs) See, that is what people need to know. Because they're outside these doors and they're hurting. And, And they are. They're hurting and they're living in fear. But the church shouldn't be living in fear. I'm serious. 
No, you can be smart, you can be wise. If you feel you need to wear a mask, you, it has nothing to do with your spirituality, but stay in faith, bless God. I said stay in faith. I mean, it's, 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 that's the most important thing, stay in faith, praise God. Now, Acts 16, let's read a little bit and then we'll wind this down. Oh, these hours go so fast, but we need the word of God in our life today. Acts 16, okay, here we go. And the Bible says, verse 16, and it came to pass, this is Paul, he says, he says, we went to prayer, and as we did, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. And that means, that, in my side reference, says a python spirit, that's what that word means. And, uh, the snake devil had, his, had her around his, uh, her neck and choking her to death, and uh, she was operated in divination by this demon spirit. And the Bible says, uh, she met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. She operated in the occult, okay? The same followed Paul uh, uh, and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of uh, the Most High God, Luke is writing this, by the way, which show us uh, unto us the way of salvation. Now, you would think that'd be a good message. That'd be a good message. Listen to this. Here's what she's saying. These men are servants of uh, the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. But she was doing it with mockery. She was making fun of them. And the Bible says this, she did many days, many days. So Paul put up with it for a while. I mean, he could have shut this thing down the first day. But like all of us, he just, you know, puts, puts up with it. Finally, the Bible says, being grieved, he turned and said to that demon spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. I said, he came out the same hour. That, listen, Luke was a, a physician. And he, he assisted uh, the disciples in, in propagating the gospel. Amen. And I'm telling you what, it must have been amazing for a physician to see a demon spirit come out of a, a woman. And, she, and, she came, and he came out, that demon spirit. And let's go on. And, um, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they surrendered their lives and accepted Christ as their Messiah. No, no, no. Excuse me. It doesn't say that. They could have. I said they could have. That's how powerful the human spirit is. And the Bible says they, brought, they, they drew Paul and Silas into the marketplace under the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly uh, trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. There's coming a day <clears throat> in his clothes they want to pass laws to silence the church. I'm telling you right now, they do. In fact, they have a law right now that they want to introduce if they win the election. Uh, if the wrong party wins the election, they already have a law that's going to strip the church of, of, of its liberties to preach the whole counsel of God. In Canada already, you can't say anything from the pulpit about homosexuality or lesbianism or sexual privilege. You can't say anything, anything at all. If you've got a church full, and like I say, I, I welcome everybody in this church, praise God, because faith comes by hearing, and if they want to be free, which they want to be free, Jesus will set them free. But somebody's got to let them know. And so they've already silenced them. And one of the, I can't remember his name. Years ago, we had an awesome young man came and preached here. Greco, you remember his name. And uh, 
just a great young preacher, but he said already, and that was quite a few years ago, he said already, he said that we can't say anything in the pulpit about sexual perversion. Pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. And if they do, of course, they're going to be fined, and I'm sure they'd close their doors. So I'm just telling you, we're not far from there. But we can, listen, but we can avoid that if we'll unite. Unite. I said unite when it comes to this election. Amen. Praise the Lord. You better not vote a party. You better vote what the party stands for. I'm serious about that. I mean, and I'm just letting you know, I am so disappointed with some of the leaders that, uh, that are in office right now that should know better, but they're, they're sleeping with the enemy just like everybody else is. And I'm really disgusted with them, uh, completely disgusted. And so each part, either party is messed up. But I'm telling you right now, you don't want to get the wrong leadership in office that shuts you down as a believer. I mean, if that's what, if that's what you want, go for it. That's not what I want. Let's go on. The multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes. Oh, this is wonderful. And commanded them to be beaten. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prisons, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Now listen, their, their whips, their whips weren't just normal whips. Their whips had hooks in them. And so then when they whip you, it tears out chunks of skin. I mean, yeah, glass pieces. I mean, also, I mean, they were cruel. They were, they were heartless. And that's just what you get when you're demon-possessed. You become heartless, and they did. And so, and so these boys suffered immensely for their faith, for just simply helping somebody. There's not one person that comes in. I don't care how messed they're up. Uh, there's not one person that comes in these doors I won't love and have great compassion and empathy on. I don't want anybody messed up. I want them free. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't look down on anybody that comes in here and they're messed up. Not why? Because the only difference between them, them and you, you and them and you and I is Jesus. That's the only difference. The only difference. So the Bible says, let's finish reading this. And uh, the Bible says, whom having received such a charge, oh, they, they threw up. Verse 23, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, uh, thrust them into the inner, inner prison. I mean, uh, down deep into the cellar and put them in stocks, okay? He wanted, he wanted to make sure nothing's going to happen because he, he would lose his life if anything happened to these boys. I mean, that, they escaped. So the Bible says, they made them fast in stocks, verse 25, and at midnight, say midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, hallelujah. They prayed and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken us? Why have you allowed these men to beat us? Well, I can't believe we did your will and we're suffering. They didn't say anything like that. They counted it an honor to suffer. They did. They counted it a privilege to suffer for Jesus. I mean, today, your light bill don't get paid, and you're mad at God for a month. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I said, the prisoners heard. They just sang praises. Like, oh, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. I mean, they're just worshiping God. I mean, bleeding in their backs, their feet and their hands in stocks. And the Bible says, suddenly, there was a great earthquake. 
so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not just saying talking about, that's, just not, that's not talking about their bands were loosed and uh, that they could get, escape from prison. Their bands, their spiritual bands were loosed and they saw the power of God manifested. It changed the whole jail. Hallelujah. All of them God set free. Amen. All of them got set free. Let's finish. And the keeper of the prison awoke out of his sleep. I bet he did. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoner, I mean, better to, you know, suicide, this is going to be a lot better than them getting a hold of me and cutting me apart piece by piece. And so the Bible says, Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm for we're all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down and fell on Silas' feet and said, and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> oh, when God displays his glory, woo, people come. Amen. Hallelujah. Running is right. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved and your house. And they did. And the Bible goes on and says that he literally took uh, he literally took a wash rag and began to just uh, minister to the, those wounds that he himself had put in their backs. I mean, such compassion, such a change of heart that took place. And his entire house was saved. The entire jail, praise God, was set free. All because two people decided in the midst of adversity to praise their God. Hallelujah. I said to praise the. Why don't you lift your hands right now and give God praise? Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory, God, today. We give you glory that you set people free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Faith has a voice. They begin to sing and praise God. And faith got them out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Woo! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Faith got him out. Faith has a voice. What are you saying today? I'm serious. What are we saying? I mean, the propaganda that's all been going on since March has been absolutely pathetic how the church has responded to this. It's just insane. Yes, you use wisdom. Yes, you wash your hands. Yes, you do everything. But God, stay in faith. Stay in faith. And when you have a symptom, don't buckle under it. I tell you, I woke up this morning at 2.15, and, and all of a sudden I got this tickle in my throat. I said, you lying devil, get off my body. You're not, I'm serious. I said, oh my God, I think I'm getting something. You get it. Brother Hagin taught us years ago, uh, you know, when the devil comes knocking on your door and he wants you to take a package, don't sign for it because nothing, nothing's good in that package. I love that. Don't sign for the package. I don't care what your body's saying. Don't sign for the package. Worship God, stay in faith, curse that thing in your body, and it'll leave in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Yeah, amen. It'll leave. Why don't you stand? We'll pray together today. I've, I've kept you long enough, and thank you. I promise you that we're going to, I want you to put up, if you'd be so kind, Crystal, put up um, Mark 11. And we're, you know, 
And then... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. How many were here Wednesday night? I'm walking in the blessing. I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. Now, you may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. I was at Costco last night, and Amy was there, and she goes, Pastor, I've been, I've been singing that song all day. I, I don't know. I thought it was good. I was working outside on my yard for six straight hours. I, I had to haul in like 160 rocks. I did it all by myself. They were heavy, and my body was certain, and I got to singing. I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. Well, you may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. Woo! <laughs> and, uh, and every time I, I'm telling you, every time I sang it, I'd start laughing. <laughs> See, it was bringing joy to me. Yeah. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it really, I'm, and I'm, I, I sang, you may think I got tired of it, but I didn't. I sang it constantly. And every time I sang it, I'd start laughing. I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. Well, you may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. Again, I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. You may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. Is that cool? No. See, you may think it's silly, but it inspired me. You may think it's childish, but God loves childlike faith. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm under COVID-19. I'm under COVID-19. No, you, you don't want to sing that. Amen. You know what? No. You want to sing something that glorifies God and inspires you at the same time. You ready? I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. You may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. I hope that blesses you all week. Praise God. Mark 11. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. You remember now, he just cursed a fig tree that stopped doing what it was created to do, and that's feed a need. See, you're created to feed a need of the world that's out there hurting. When people talk about COVID, why don't you tell them about the healer? I'm serious. Tell them about the healer. Say, hey, do you know Jesus is my healer? And that thing came knocking on my door, but I cursed it, praise God, and it left me, and I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the favor of God. You may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor of God. That sounds so pretty when you sing a song like that. Hallelujah. Now, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, say this out loud, I am a whosoever. Whosoever shall say unto this COVID mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Brother Hagen taught us that. Amen. Look at verse 24. 
It said, therefore, I say unto you, whosoever, therefore, I say unto you, let's say it, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Come on. Hallelujah. That's, amen. Amen. That's what God wants. For, he wants your faith. I was on the piano this morning, and I was singing, I was singing, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. In the city, I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the fruit of my body as my life to Christ I yield. Sing it. I'm blessed in my basket, my storehouse, it's always full. I'm the head and not the tail since Jesus made me whole. Isn't that good? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just get so inspired by these things. I wrote that song many, many years ago when I was in the trucking business. I broke down seven times in one trip, and God gave me the song, I'm blessed. I, I could have easily said, I'm cursed, I'm cursed. But, I, but he gave that to me because he, he wanted to strengthen me and help me get through it. Amen. 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 So bow your head, I want to pray for you today. If you're going through some things right now, you said, Pastor, pray for me. I'm really going through some difficult times, but today, if you'll pray for me, I'll put my faith in God. Just lift your hand. Anybody at all? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's hands all over. Can we all lift our hands towards heaven? Father, I just pray for this precious congregation that came today. God, thank you that you have given us authority over the devil, over darkness, over sickness, over disease, over oppression, over demons. Amen. You've given us power. God, thank you. Give him praise for that. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I break Satan's power over everyone in this church today. God, I have that authority. You gave it to me. And in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you, God, that their eyes will be opened even this day, that when they open the Bible, you'll give them exactly the verse of Scripture they need to stand on this week, God. And I thank you, God, that the Spirit of God lives in each one of them. Uh, if they're born again, God, you have given them divine help. Let's give God praise for that right now. Thank you, God. So, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus over our congregation. I thank you that Christ took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And by his stripes, we are healed. Come on, give him praise for that right now. By his stripes, we're healed. By his stripes, we're delivered. By his stripes, hallelujah, we've been made free. And we thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said amen. amen. Give God praise for the word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.